Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the 30 Something Movie Podcast. This is your host, John Reed. Uh, We have got a very special preview episode for you. If you want to check out the full episode of our favorite TV shows from 1991, you're going to have to head on over to Patreon. Uh, You can get there by going to our website, 30podcast.com, 30podcast.com, and head over to the donate section of our page. And if you get on over to Patreon and become one of our co-executive producers, any level of support gets you access to all the bonus content we've got there. We do an extra bonus episode every month. So if you want to hear the full episode of this preview, you got to head on over to 30podcast.com uh, to the donate button. And then from there, it'll take you to Patreon. And again, there's all kinds of different tiers uh, of support on there. You can support us at a level in which you can come on the show with us and talk about one of our movies. You can suggest a movie for us to talk about that might not be on our list. Um, there's a, just a moral support if you just want to get a shout out on the show and and uh, provide some moral support for us. Um, but yeah, so we would love to have you there. But hopefully you will enjoy this quick little preview of our favorite TV shows of 1991. All right, Patrick, I think you had one more out of your three. One more out of the three. And, uh, man, it's hard to follow that up. We, I, I should, we should have ended with uh, <laughs> Fresh Prince. Um, you know what? One more out of the three. And uh, this, this one was kind of easy for me um, because, you know, Star Trek is such a big part of, uh, you know, all of Star Trek. It's always a big part of <laughs> half the references I make on the show, the movies, the whole thing. And so I'm going to say my last one would have been Star Trek, The Next Generation. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Love watching Star Trek, love the movies, love the whole thing. You know, it's interesting, like, everyone's got their different, you know, entry point to, to uh, if you're a Star Trek fan, you got your different entry point. I remember watching the, the original series um, on rerun and then seeing the movies, you know, like, like two and three. And when you heard, oh, there's going to be a new generation. I mean, I remember the TV guide with the, you know, the different crew members and them kind of talking about how this show is going to be a little different. And, uh yeah, I, I kind of, 
you know, grew up with this show, I guess, would maybe be putting a little bit too much on it. I don't know. Um, but it's funny because I don't remember, like, the first couple, two or three seasons, I was still a little bit too young to, like, regularly follow the show. Um, and then right when it got into, like, the fourth, fifth, sixth, third, fourth, fifth, sixth season, like, that was right when, yeah, I'm going to watch whatever I want to watch. And, you know, I was right at that age. And so I remember, like, following the show. And, you know, you can check out some of our other episodes where we were – talking about some of the cliffhanger episodes and all that kind of thing. Um, but then, you know, by the time it got into like the final season, um, you know, I was just not that I didn't like it, but I just wasn't following. Um, I think it was close. I was into college when like I hardly watched any TV at all. And so it, it's funny because just a couple of years back, I decided to do a rewatch. I'm like, I'm going to watch it, you know, every episode. And it was funny because it was like, wow, I, I only saw the first couple seasons on like reruns. So I, I had no sense of the timeline. And then I got into the bulk of, Oh yeah, I remember watching this all the time. And then at the end, I'm like, Oh, that's how the series ended. I never really knew that. And so it's uh, like I said, it's, it's just kind of a cornerstone of uh, you know, the movies and, and TV and, you know, stories that I, I like a whole lot. So yeah, enough said next generation. Love it. Yeah, that was one, too, that, I mean, there was pretty regularly on reruns. I don't know if I was watching it when it first started, um, but definitely, I, I want to say I probably started picking it up as a kid maybe maybe like second or third season um, because I was, always a, I was always a Star Wars fan until I got over to England, and then most of my friends in school in England were all Star Trek fans, and they were all Star Trek original series fans, and so... We would, uh, and I think that was around the time too. There was a computer game that came out that was the Star Trek 25th anniversary computer game, where you were uh, original series Kirk on the original Enterprise, and you know had to command the Enterprise and go on away missions and things like that. And so, I mean, we were all pretty heavily in the original series stuff with my friends in school over in England, and it was probably about it was probably about second or third season of next generation that I started picking it up and then I was pretty much watching it from that point on. So I was, I was with it for, for the last several seasons and then eventually went back and watched the first two seasons that I really hadn't seen. And in some ways kind of wished I hadn't, but yeah, you know, you know watch, <laughs> watch, watch them and then, then have a discussion about how various outlooks of gender issues and race and all that kind of stuff plays out. But, uh, uh, and listen to the Greatest Generation podcast. Those guys are pretty awesome. Season, but, uh, um, se- season one was a little rough, but, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it was it, it was what it was. Yeah. And, and uh, hey, it got this thing going. And, man, when this show was firing, out, firing on all cylinders, it was, it was good stuff. I mean, you know, Patrick Stewart just brought it and a bunch of the guest, guest actors they had on there. Yeah, it was great stuff. Well, I know we did uh, we did some episodes on uh, the best of both worlds. I know we actually oh, we, yeah. I think we did a whole episode on maybe that was back in 2017. I think we did like a whole episode on Star Trek: The Next Generation and like some of our favorites. Mm-hmm. And then we did one on best of both worlds, the the two parter with the Borg. Um, I know one of my favorite episodes watching it was, and I'm going to blank out on what the title of the episode is, but it's the one where the Enterprise they get stuck in a time loop 
and oh, yeah. a, another ship comes out of a like a, a, a rip in space time, crashes yeah. into the Enterprise, they blow up and everybody dies. And that was like in the first five minutes of the episode. Yeah. And I remember yeah. as a kid watching that being like, what was it? Hold, whoa. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> hold hold <Yeah>. on now. <laughs> it's hold, <laughs> wait a second. Um, and then I think that wasn't uh, wasn't Kelsey Grammer, the captain of the other ship. Yeah, man. Yeah. Fraser Crane, Captain Fraser Crane. You know, the, uh, U- was it the USS Bozeman? Yeah, they yeah. were stuck in the time loop for like 85 years or something like yeah. that. So if you uh, if you like the movie Groundhog Day, you probably would love that episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they had some they had some cool stuff. Like you remember when they were having all the deja vu, you know, mm-hmm. when it's like. Yeah. And then they start to hear like they're hearing things. And I mean, there was a lot of great stuff on there. Yeah. And uh, and, uh, you know, I remember the episode. Uh, well, there were so many good ones, but I remember the episode where they were abducting people out of the Enterprise, yep. and they were all having nightmares. And so, and suddenly, you found out that these aliens were like experimenting on them, and they had them in that weird table, and they were cutting their arms off and putting mm-hmm. them back on, and all that stuff. That was that was crazy stuff. Yeah, did you I want to get another shout out. I want to give another shout out like I did the one time for the Rogue Adenauer character that only showed up in one episode, but it was basically like him doing the diehard thing through the ship. And he was just like, he fought his way out of the transporter beam and like wrestled five dudes down in the hallway and like blew things up. And I mean, yeah, it was uh, watching that guy. He was a one man wrecking machine as uh, as Mick would say in Rocky. But uh, yeah, it was, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. Would you say he eats lightning and craps thunder? I I would say that in a heartbeat, man. All right. All right. Uh, Jeffrey, what have you got? What are your three? That one, oh, yeah. No, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. I was saying Marina Sirtis on that, man. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Like, I had a major crush on her. Man, my brother was a big Star Trek fan. So I mm-hmm. saw episodes, obviously, throughout. I still, at that time, favored the original because my dad would watch those as well, but my brother loved all of Star Trek posters, models, everything, like was total Trekkie. So I obviously saw a lot of those seasons as well. And I should have put it as an honorable, and I kind of, I think I did put it later on as an honorable mention, but yeah, good one. But Marina Sirtis, man, major crush back then. Mm-hmm. Jeez. What did they, yeah. was there, was there a name for the, for the like skirt short tunic thing that everybody wore? I don't know. It wasn't a skirt. <laughs> I don't remember what the, what the you name was. You know anybody else was. besides Marina Sirtis? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with everything Dennis says. What I find funny, John, about that little skirt, short skirt thing is that there were one or two episodes you'd see dudes wearing those. Yeah. And they go walking by and it was like. Hey, it's, it's the future. I'm, it's the future. <laughs> and I don't care if you're a dude, if you're a gal or whatever. I'm just still thinking, like, did someone forget to put their pants on? Like, I mean, I, it's just. I'm going to go with that guy was from Scotland. There it is, and that's just what made him, that's just what made him comfortable in deep space. <laughs> yeah, in deep space. Uh, but there's there's definitely reasons why Riker never wore that, based on how he would sit in chairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that guy would that guy could that guy could sit sit in a chair. That's you know what I'm saying. You'd have like a basic instinct moment. Yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, remember how he'd come over the chair, like when he wanted to, he'd flex. I remember when he didn't like someone, he'd flex on him. He'd like step over the chair to sit on it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome a stuff. Of, a lot of unnecessary chair sitting. Yeah, I know. All right, Jeffrey, what have you got for your on the air in 91? I, um, fired up, Jeff. If, depending, depending on which one you go with first, I love the, the theme music to this one. So, well, I, I do have a correction to make about oh. uh, 
that Fresh Prince scene we were talking about. Yeah. Apparently Will Smith was thinking about um friends that he knew whose whose dads had abandoned them. Okay. He wasn't thinking about his own dad. His uh, it was others that he knew that went through that sort of thing and just didn't understand how that can be or why that would be, you know? Um, And apparently a lot of people on set became quite emotional because of it. Um, But anyway, I just wanted to make that correction, make sure I'm putting the correct information out there. Yeah. Um, So that being said, uh, my list (laughs) while Pat was talking, my list went through some changes. So John, I don't know if you saw that or not. Uh, I think, I think I got it mostly updated. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's um, awesome. So the first thing on my list for on the air in 91, and this was an everyday viewing in my house was the good old fashioned kids show kids game show. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. She's a sticky fingered filcher from Berlin down to Belize. She'll take you for a ride on a slow boat to China. Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Steal their soul in South Korea. Do it, Rockapella. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I remember just being fascinated by that show because it was information that I knew. So I felt like it's a show that I could keep up with and I could shout answers at the TV. And, you know, I did fairly well from the comfort of my family room. Um, I don't know how well I would have ever done had I actually been on that show. But it was it was a fun show. I liked the the premise. I liked the the way that they took the games and made it tangible for young people to do a thing, to play a game. I remember having, you know, watching them. Uh, Katie and I were just talking about it uh, before we were recording. You know, when they had to like take the poles and like put them in the map on the ground at the end, and um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. So that was my first first listing of shows on in 91. And I, I skipped talking about Fresh Prince because Pat already had that on his list. So I, uh, I tried to steer away from shows that others already had. Um, yeah, so um, where in the world... Was where in the world is Carmen San Diego was definitely one that was on the air in 91 that we watched all the time. How about you guys? Do you guys check that one out? Oh yeah. All the time. Like that was a, just like you, it was a daily thing. And Dennis, uh, I wonder if, again, if, if this was a, a, again, if I watched thing. that at 20, yeah, if I was watching yeah. it at 20, I would got beat up. But yeah. Um, <laughs> at, at 20 years old, I'm not, getting, I'm not getting away with that. But yeah, no, I, I obviously had heard of it. So I never really watched it again. Well, how old are you guys at this point? In 91. 91. I was 10. Yeah. I was 13. Okay, 10, 13. So, yeah, those were, yeah. And, and it was based off a video game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, okay. a, uh, it was a computer game. And, um, yep. Yeah. yeah no, I, I had to get a computer computer library. Yeah. 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 
I remember that. I remember the do it Rockapella. I remember the. I remember that theme definitely. I vaguely remember the show. I wonder if I. I remember being more cognizant of the game and oh, they're making a show out of the game, and then I love the theme. But I, 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 I'd have to go back and watch some episodes of the show because I'm kind of drawing a blank on it exactly. I'm sure they're all on YouTube. There are, I'm yeah, sure there are a bunch because when the new there's a new Carmen Sandiego cartoon that came out. It's not the game show, but there's a new cartoon that came out, and I think it was I think it came out during the pandemic. So I think Sharon and Nora started watching that and really liked it. And so Sharon had brought up to Nora. She's like, well, we got to show you sometime the old game show that your dad and I used to watch when we were kids. And I think we pulled up a few episodes on YouTube and watched through them. And Nora was just as taken with it as we were. So cool. That's awesome. So, yeah, you can you can find a bunch of those on YouTube. Um, the next one on my list is a very formative show for me. Um, I was, you know, at the perfect age to watch because I connected with just about every beat of, uh, what the main character was, was dealing with and talking about. Uh, and that would be the wonder years. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, how do I? All I need is my brother. I say I'm gonna get high. Um, so yeah, again, you know, you, you have the, the main character, Kevin Arnold, teen, preteen, trying to figure out how he fits in an adult world when he's not an adult to be in that world. And once he realizes that and he starts living in his world of, of his peers and just all the things that, that, you know, we all go through when we're that age. Um, but watching it unfold on TV, like I said, I was, I was pretty much the same age at the time. So it was like watching elements of my life unfold. Um, I just thought the show was handled so incredibly well. Um, Fred Savage, I, th- I think, just was an, an amazing young actor to be able to do what he did in that show. I mean, he just understood the show on a level that I don't think a lot of viewers understood because the way that he was able to be a lead actor at such a young age, that hasn't quite been copied. The The idea has, I think, in, in making the young kid supposedly the... Um, you know, the lead actor, I think of like Malcolm in the middle tried to do the same type of thing, but I, I like the idea of it was an older Kevin Arnold reflecting back and telling the story of his life growing up in the sixties. Um, yeah, I, I love that show and I loved Winnie Cooper. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, it's and, a great and, show. 
I mean, I, my heart broke when she found out that her brother died. My heart broke when she broke up with Kevin at the museum when both schools were doing the field trip. You know, I felt, I, I felt what Kevin felt every time Wayne beat on him a bit. Um, yeah, there's, there are so many things about that show that, um, just landed so perfectly for me to connect with. So I'm going to assume that you guys are all. It's almost a curious, like, okay, so that's a show that I totally love, but I didn't love it back then because I didn't really watch it back then. And I think it was because again, as a 20 year old, it's this kid show. That's what I thought. Yeah. You're just going to watch a show about a kid going through middle school. Yes. So it'd be interesting to see how you experienced that show because you were 13 so you're almost kind of like his age at the time going through this. And because it does have so much adult stuff in it, when I say adult stuff, like the themes and the mm-hmm. you know, what, what, him seeing this adult world and trying to be all that, it's, it's, uh, it'd be interesting to see because you're kind of going through that at the same time you're kind of watching it. Where I'm watching it like probably later in my 20s and 30s at that point when I started really watching that show, that it was like nostalgic for me of like, wow, okay, you know, but... I wasn't actually going through it at the time that I was watching the show. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and having gone back and watched it again within the last couple of years, it was streaming somewhere. So I watched, I binged through the, uh, through the series again and, you know, it, it was nostalgic for me in a way that it brought me back to my own memories of what I was going through. Um, and just, you know, like, like, I mean, it's funny. It's a funny show, but at the same time, there's a lot of, like you said, I don't know if it's tied in with the nostalgia about the growing up and growing I old. think looking at it as an adult, you find, you find more humor looking at it, looking at it as an adult. Um, but it was very real for yeah. me when I, when I was that age, because that was my life. You know, yeah, it wasn't the same decade, but that was my life. The struggles that Kevin was facing. Uh, you know, some of his struggles at school with relationships and with friends and with teachers and whatever, like that was very real to me. So I didn't pick up on it as being a comedy or more in line with being a comedy at the time. It was, we, but now you, looking back as an adult, I look back I'm like, oh yeah, there were, there were a lot of funny moments on that show that didn't land as being comedic, so much comedic for me when I was uh, first watching it. We started rewatching that one. I think it's on Hulu. I think it's streaming on Hulu. And we started rewatching that with the kids. Um, I don't think John was is quite as interested in it. I mean, he's 14. Um, Nora is 11, so she's about the same age I was when I would have started watching it. And she she's enjoying it much more um, than than he is. And so we we've I think we're maybe like halfway through the first or no we the first season was real short. So I think we're like maybe a few episodes into the second season. And you're right, watching this as an adult in particular, like one of the episodes that would not have hit me very much as a kid, but it, it, like watching it this time, I was like, wow, that's, I, I can connect with that one a bit, is growing up, like I never knew exactly what my dad did for work. Like when I, Kevin went to work when, with when his he goes dad. to work with his dad, yeah. Like I, I knew that my dad worked at Texas Instruments, but I knew he didn't make the computers or calculators. I knew that he didn't sell the computers or calculators. I had no idea. Like I know he was, you know, partly on the legal side of things with contracts and all kinds of other, but I didn't understand as a kid like what 
what does my dad actually do when somebody asks me, what's your dad do? Like, I don't know. He works at Texas Instruments. They make computers. Does he make the computer? No, he doesn't make the computer. Well, what does he do then? I don't know. So that episode, especially watching it as an adult where Kevin goes to work with his dad and then gets the like eye-opening realization of why is his dad exhausted when he comes home every day and why does he just want that moment to sit in the chair, stare into space, and not have anybody bother him or talk to him for a little bit? Like yeah. as watching that one as an adult, I was like, yikes. Well, <laughs> and, and for me, what, you know, one of my takeaways from that particular episode is why was his dad always so angry? Mm-hmm. You know, his dad always came across as being a brute mm-hmm. and being, you know, just very negative and not a happy guy. So when Kevin goes to work with him and sees how his own dad is treated horribly and treated as if he's a nobody, you know, just having that Kevin having that realization and just starting to put those pieces together. Um, you know, that's what landed out of that episode for me was like, Oh, Kevin starting to understand a little bit more about how this world maybe actually works. And, you know, it's so much more than what he even realized, but I, I, I love that show. I rem- it's funny that you went to that because as soon as you said the one where Kevin, I'm just like, that's exactly the one I remember. And, you know, for me, I remember just that whole empathy piece. Like, you know, God, we, like you just said, dad, why is dad angry? Why is this? Why is that? And then correct me if I'm wrong. You know, he goes to work and then, yeah, the boss is laying into the dad and it's just like, you know, the dad just feels helpless. Cause it's just like, and you know, I can't speak for you guys, but you know, there's times at work where that's just kind of exactly what it feels like. And, um, wasn't there a part where, and correct me if I'm thinking of something else, but didn't Kevin's dad have to talk to one of the people under him who kind of like maybe dropped the ball. But if I get it right, he kind of like, Oh, you got to do better. But he kind of like helped out the person under him but then he had to take it from the guy on top of him because he, am I, do I have that right? Yeah. And so, and yeah. so Kevin, Kevin sees his dad, like being a stand up guy and taking care of people and then taking the brunt of all that. And, you know, he's just like, Oh my God, you know, like he sees his dad in a new light. Like, yeah, part of it's like, oh, you know, what does he have to deal with? But, you know, it was almost like that, man, dad, Exactly what you just said. Like, oh, that's what dad deals with. And then it was that thing where he just wanted to go and have time to himself. But it wasn't just he needed time to himself. He just was doing the telescope because didn't he want to be the astronomer or whatever or something like it's somehow like looking at the telescope. That was what he wanted to do. And what I thought was so powerful, especially when we got done talking about the Will Smith, you know, or the Fresh Prince thing where the dad was never there. Like Kevin went out to go check on his dad. I mean, it's so touching. I'm probably going to get choked up right now. But if I got it right, Kevin went to go check on his dad. And then his dad's like, yeah, come on out. And they shared a moment. He, You know, it was kind of like, you know, the dad didn't turn him away. You know, like, get, get, leave me alone. I'm on a clock. You know, but he's just like, the kid comes out and wants to be into what his dad's into, which I don't want to speak for all the dads out there, but, you know, that's like one of the greatest things ever when, you know, you know, when your kid just says, Hey dad, why don't you tell me about what you're into, you know, or I just thought that whole, like you said, like, that's what, what I took away from it. And that whole story arc of, yeah, dad just comes home and hangs out. Oh, well now I've got the why. Mm -hmm. And I want to go out there, dad. Yeah. Kevin, come on out. You know, I mean, it was just like, just a great episode. 
Well, yeah. And, and, and I think it, it was just, you know, his dad, his dad knows that Kevin knows, right. His dad know, mm-hmm. knows that Kevin knows what dad goes through at work. There's no hiding that there's no keeping Kevin away from that at this point. So now that because they have that shared connection, you know, you get the idea that <clears throat> dad's starting to see Kevin in a different light a little bit. Maybe he's a little bit, he's not just a little kid. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, and then the whole series is filled with all sorts of those, those moments that, that pull on the heartstrings in, in positive and negative ways. You know, like I said, the episode when Winnie and Kevin break up, you know, when he goes to a different school, but the schools do a joint field trip to a museum and they've, you know, Kevin's all about, I can't wait to, um, you know, we'll, we'll go, we'll sneak off together and we'll do our own thing and it'll be great. Blah, blah, blah. And by the end of that field trip, she's getting on her bus and he's getting on his and they're done. You know, it's just, and just, you, you watch yeah. this kid that's so excited that he's going to have this opportunity to still be with his with with his girlfriend only to find out that she wasn't that into him at that point and i think it alludes to the fact that there was somebody else that she was into from her new school if i remember correctly john if you haven't gotten that episode yet you have to you have to let me know yeah we're not there yet I think that's kind of how that ends with um, I think, I think another, right. another guy helping her onto, onto her bus. Um, but again, you know, you, you watch that as a kid and you're sitting there going, yeah, there's that girl I have a crush on that I see getting the attention from the other guy and not from me. And, and, you know, those are the things you look at when you're 13 and go, that hurts. I feel that. So wonder years is, is always going to be one of my favorite shows. Um, so definitely made it onto this list of if, if it was on in 91, what am I watching? I'm watching the wonder years. Nice. And then the last, so the last show on, on, in my, on the air in 91 list has rotated a little bit because I started thinking about like, what shows did I make sure, or did I kind of keep up with? Um, so I, I, I had a show and I flopped it to my honorable mentions or flipped it to my honorable mentions. It was a show called Brooklyn Bridge. And the reason why I had it on my watched in 91 was because it was something my family all watched together, which was a, a very special time. You know, anytime you can get a, a family together when, you know, you, you've got you know, both parents working, you've got, uh, you know, my older brother would watch with us. Um, but then I realized there wasn't much I remembered about the show. So maybe it's not one that I would put on the, on the list of like top three shows from 91 that I was watching. Brilliant show. I absolutely loved it. And there's snippets that I remember. Um, but I fly, I, I flipped it with another show and that was, uh, perfect strangers. Nothing 
this show was just fun. Like it was just a fun time. It was part of the, I think it was part of the TGIF lineup at one point. Um, Bronson Pinchot as Belki Bartakamus from the Mediterranean island of Mipos. Um, it's hilarious. It's fish out of water, right? It's not a new concept by any stretch of the imagination. But his portrayal of this naive, wide-eyed uh, immigrant coming to America looking for all those things that you always were told about what America was for immigrants at the uh, you know, why people were migrating to America. Um, you know, his his curiosity about America would always lead to something that he misunderstood, which again, Bronson Pinchot just played the character so well. And, you know, he played that character with a lot of heart, you know, even though he was often misunderstood or he misunderstood something else, he, it came, you know, just like with uh, the character of Tim Taylor on home improvement, it came from a genuine heartfelt place. You know, and and there was a lot that a lot of the other characters could learn from the character of Belki in terms of how do you view others, how do you treat others, how do you treat yourself. Um, so it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, that's all I have for that. Yeah, that one. I I think one of the reasons I like that one, and I I wouldn't have known this at the time, but and I'm looking it up now. Um, same team that developed Mork and Mindy and watching Mork and Mindy reruns as a kid. Like I was constantly watching. I loved, I mean, I've said before, Robin Williams, one of my favorite comedians and actors. So I was always watching reruns of Mork and Mindy and this show had kind of a, a similar feel to that. And so that's why I know you know, watching this one a lot um, that probably coupled with having family in uh, growing up around Branson, Missouri and uh, hearing like the Yakov Smirnoff jokes about America and and stuff like that, like a kind of a couple of different a uh, couple of different reasons I gravitated to this one too and watched this one as a kid. Yeah, great and, you know, show, great show. It's just so much fun. I didn't realize it took place in Chicago, and until I just looked it yeah. up right now, I oh, didn't yeah. realize that. And it was what the um, the Urkel show. Oh, Family, Family Matters, Matters. Mm-hmm. was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. I, I remember hearing that, yeah. Harriet worked at the newspaper where Cousin Larry worked. Okay. And every now and again, Carl would pop into an episode or two, and then they got their own spinoff show. Gotcha. So that's all I got. Those are my my three that I watched in 91. Solid choices, man. Solid choices. All right, Dennis, on the air in 91, what have you got? Uh, yes, the, uh, the, the mature shows for the 20-year-old. What do you have, Dennis? <laughs> I gotta go. Actually, um, for mine, I have uh, the Cosby Show.
for us, I mean, we loved uh, Cosby stand-up growing up. I remember you know, renting records from the library, renting um, videotapes, not videotapes, but the, uh, the, uh, the cassette tapes, putting them in the car on trips and things like that. And then, uh, obviously, the, uh, the Bill Cosby himself classic uh, com- um, the video, the concert video that he had, uh, stand-up video, which was just replayed and replayed and replayed. Um, you know, so then when you got the TV show and it was that, I mean, we just were, we were on board from the start and it didn't disappoint and it was just well casted. Well, just, I, th- I thought it was excellent. So we all, that was, that was, a that was one of those ones you were looking forward to every week, you know, even at 20 years old and baseball and everything else. I think, you know, I'm, I'm thinking at that time, um, I'm trying to think how many more years it had. I know when it got to the last couple of years and they were all grown up and older, we, we drifted a bit. Um, as far as being like, oh, have to see it. But there was a period where it was just like, you couldn't wait for that to be on each week. Like it was, it was the whole family gathering, everybody around. So that was just a great show. Yeah. So, hey, everybody, I hope you've enjoyed this short little preview of our favorite TV shows of 91. Again, if you want to hear the full episode, head on over to 30podcast.com, go to the Donate tab, and then from there it'll take you over to Patreon. Become a supporter at any level on Patreon, and you get access to those bonus uh, monthly episodes that we do. Uh, There's about, as of the time of this recording, there's about 14 of those over there. So that's, that's like, you know, monthly, that's a little over an extra year of content. So, um, you've got access to all that. And then there's other possibilities for interacting more with us and with the show. So head on over there. If that's something you want to get uh, signed up for, otherwise you can check us out over the next few weeks or so. We're re uh, we're kind of, um, wrapping up our 1991 and we're going to be heading into 92 soon. So we are looking forward to bringing you some great content, going forward as well um don't miss as well if you get a chance to join us on patreon we've got in december uh is our episode coming up where we're looking at the 85th anniversary of it's a wonderful life and talking with um jason colvin from the surely you can't be serious podcast who is watching that movie for the first time and we're going to be talking to him as a kind of a first-time reaction for him. Uh, it's an old favorite of mine, and I know you know several of the other guys as well. Um, but it's going to be fun to be talking to somebody who has never seen that movie before and see what their reaction is. All right, everybody, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we'll see you back here next time.